الحمد لله الذي خلقنا لأحسن الغايات والحمد لله الذي أمرنا بفعل الخيرات وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له الذي شرع لنا العبادات وأشهد أن محمدا عبد الله ورسوله الذي باتباعه تحصل البركات I praise Allah who created us for the most noble of purposes. I praise Allah who commanded us to do acts of good deeds and services. And I praise Allah who commanded us to stay away from all acts of dissoluteness. I bear witness There is no deity worthy of worship except Allah, the author of righteousness. And I bear witness that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam, may Allah's peace and blessings be upon him, is the messenger of mercy, blessings and goodness. Loved ones, we are in a season of joy, blessings and forgiveness and today is a day of joy blessings and forgiveness Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala today dispenses a great deal of forgiveness and blessings to his servants to those who believe in him to the awliya of Allah to the friends of Allah It's a great blessing for us to be of the awliya of Allah, to be a friend of Allah, and for Allah to be our wali. Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, مَجْتَمَعَ قَوْمٌ يَذْكُرُونَ اللَّهَ إِلَّا حَفَّتْهُمُ الْمَلَائِكَةِ وَغَشْيَتُهُمُ الرَّحْمَةِ وَنَزَلَتْ عَلَيْهِمُ السَّكِينَةِ وَذَكَرَهُمُ اللَّهُ فِي مَنْ عِنْدَهِ Anytime a group of people assemble to remember Allah, the angels surround them. And the mercy envelops them. And the tranquility descends on them. And Allah mentions them to those who are near to Him. Loved ones, we are gathered here this afternoon. We are assembling here in the house of Allah to remember Allah. So I want us to activate our senses. Activate your senses. Maybe you sense the angels surrounding us. You sense the mercy enveloping you. You sense the tranquility descending on you. And the fact that you are here in the masjid of Allah, that means you are seeking after Allah. And Allah seeks after those who seek after Him. If you come to Allah walking, Allah comes to you jogging. And Allah is Allah because He is perfect in all regards. He created everything as a manifestation of His names and attributes. The sky declares the glory of Allah. The galaxies declare 
the might and the knowledge of Allah. And even a small ant declares the wisdom of Allah. Therefore God deserves to be worshipped. Allah deserves to be worshipped. And He created angels to worship Him. And they do. And He created jinns and mankind to worship Him. It's both a privilege and a duty to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But your worship to Allah will not make Him more of a God. And your lack of worship to Allah will not make Him less of a God. Allah is not the beneficiary of our worship. We are to benefit from our own worship. The Prophet ﷺ said in a holy statement, which means it is the speech of Allah. My slaves, if all of you from beginning to end, the jinn and the humans, were as pious as the most pious one of you, that will not add to my sovereignty anything. My slaves, if all of you from beginning to end, jinns and humans, were as impious as the most impious one of you, that will not reduce from my sovereignty anything. See, Allah is not the beneficiary of our worship, but we are. But that does not mean that Allah is indifferent to your worship. Not at all, my loved ones. Your worship to Allah makes Him happy and pleased with you. Your worship to Allah makes Him even proud of you. You want Allah to be proud of you? Worship Him wholeheartedly. Allah's Messenger, Sallallahu Alaihi wa Wasallam, may Allah's peace and blessings be upon Him, tells us that Allah shows off His servants to His angels. Allah is proud of those who worship Him wholeheartedly. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam tells us, and this hadith narrated by Imam Muslim, that the Prophet came upon a group of his companions sitting together. He asked them, why are you sitting here? They said, we are sitting here remembering Allah and praising Him for guiding us to Islam. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, is this the only reason you are sitting here? They said, Yes, this is the only reason we are sitting here. The Prophet ﷺ said, Well, I did not ask you to swear by Allah that this is the only reason you are sitting here because I did not believe you, but because Gabriel, Jibreel came to me and he told me that Allah the revered, the glorified is showing you off to his angels. Amazing. أَمَّا إِنِّي لَمْ أَسْتَحْلِفْكُمْ تُهْمَةً لَكُمْ وَلَكِنَّهُ أَتَانِي جِبْرِيلُ فَأَخْبَرَنِي أَنَّ اللَّهَ عَزَّ وَجَلْ يُبَاهِي بِكُمُ الْمَلَائِكَةِ Also Abdullah ibn Amr said, We prayed Maghrib with Allah's Messenger. Some of us left, meaning some of us came out of the masjid, and some of us stayed. Then Allah's Messenger came to us in a rush, catching his breath, raising his lower garment to his knees, and then he said, receive the glad tidings. This is your Lord. He opened a door from the doors of heaven, showing you off to his angels, saying, look at my servants. 
They prayed one prayer and they are waiting for the next. That means they worshipped me and they are in their place in order to worship me again. أَبْشِرُوا هَذَا رَبُّكُمْ قَدْ فَتَحَ بَابًا مِنْ أَبْوَابِ السَّمَاءِ يُبَاهِ بِكُمُ الْمَلَائِكَةِ يَقُولْ أُنْظُرُوا إِلَى عِبَادِي قَدْ قَضُوا فَرِيضَةِ وَهُمْ يَنْتَظِرُونَ أُخْرَى Narrated by Ibn Majah. Also, Aisha radiallahu anha tells us that Allah's Messenger said, There is no day when Allah sets free more slaves from hell than the day of Arafah. He draws near. Then he shows them off to his angels and he says, What do they want? We are in the ten days of the Hijjah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves of us to do good deeds every time. But in those ten days, Allah loves of us to do good deeds more than any other time. So increase the amount of good deeds that you do in these ten days. And remember, good deeds are not only limited to praying, fasting, reading Quran and giving charity. Good deeds is something that encompasses everything that you do. When you are kind, nice, courteous, cordial, polite, honest, that is good deed. The Prophet said, a man with his good manners can reach the level of a person who prays every night, the whole night through, and who fasts every day. Imagine there is an imaginary person, and this imaginary person throughout his life can pray the whole night through, and he can stay awake during the day, we're not saying about him sleeping in the day. He can stay awake during the day and fast every day, day in and day out. If there is such a person, then you with your good manners can reach that level. When you are honest, polite, courteous, you treat others the way you want them to treat you. So the people who stands on the mountain of Arafat, Allah Azza wa Jalla draws near and then He shows them off to His angels and He says, what do they want? Meaning, do they want forgiveness? I will give them forgiveness. And not only that, those who observe fasting on the day of Arafat, Allah gives them two years worth of forgiveness. Praise be to Allah. وَإِنَّهُ لَيَدْنُوا ثُمَّ يُبَاهِي بِهِمُ الْمَلَائِكَةَ فَيَقُولُ مَاذَا أَرَادَ هَؤُلَاءِ The Arabic word used in these three accounts that I shared with you is يُبَاهِي which means to show you off with pride and joy, show your virtue, praise you and become proud because of your good deeds. Do you want Allah to be proud of you? Do you want Allah to show you off to His angels? Do you want Allah to praise you? Then worship Him wholeheartedly. Maybe you have seen a bumper sticker that says, An honor roll student. When you worship Allah, you become on the honor roll of the worshippers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not only that, some of your acts of worship make Allah extremely happy. We know repentance makes Allah extremely happy. Not only that, 
some of your acts of worship, for then Allah may smile to the doer of these acts of worship. And do not be surprised. A companion came to the Prophet ﷺ and he said to him, أَيَضْحَكُ رَبُّنَا Does our Lord smile? The Prophet ﷺ said, yes. And then that companion said, لَن نَعْدَمَ خَيْرًا مِنْ رَبٍ يَضْحَكُ We will not run out of goodness from a Lord that smiles. Narrated by Ibn Majah. And Allah, for example, smiled due to the generosity of one of the companions. The story goes as follows. Allah's Messenger said, Who can entertain this guest of mine? One man said, I can do that. So he took him home to his wife. And he said to his wife, This is the guest of Allah's Messenger. What do we have to offer him? She said, We only have the dinner for the children. And it's a little. It's not enough for all of us. He said, Turn on the lantern. Turn the light on. Put the kids to sleep and fix the food. And she was able to do that. She was a very skillful parent. She was able to put the kids to sleep even though they did not have their dinner. And then after that, they put the food and she got up, pretended that she was fixing the lantern, she was fixing the light and she puts the light out. And then they sat together to eat. You know why they did that? Because if they say to the guest, we have only little amount of food, we will share it with you. The guest may not eat, he will not be comfortable. Or if they say to the guest, we have a little amount of food, we're not going to eat with you, you eat by yourself, the guest may not feel comfortable. But what they did was extraordinary. They served the food, they turned the light off, they pretended they were eating in order for the guest to be comfortable. And when next morning this companion went to the Prophet Allah's Messenger said, Allah smiled last night due to the actions of both of you. Allah smiled last night due to the action of both of you. SubhanAllah. Can you imagine yourself worshipping Allah in extraordinary ways due to which Allah may smile to you? There is a great benefit if Allah smiles to any one of us. The Prophet said in hadith narrated by Imam Ahmad, إِذَا ضَحِكَ عَبْدُكَ لِعَبْدٍ فِي الدُّنْيَا فَلَا حِسَابَ عَلَيْهِ If your Lord smiles to any of His servants in this world, there is no reckoning upon him. And even the last person to enter paradise, he will not enter paradise until Allah smiles to him. He will say that man, O Lord, do not make me the most unlucky among your creatures. He will keep on supplicating to Allah until Allah smiles to him. And when he smiles to him, he will permit him to enter paradise. Brothers and sisters, Allah is immutable. 
which means he's not subject to change. His nature does not change. His system does not change. His promises do not change. But the fact that he's immutable does not mean he is irresponsive or indifferent to your acts of worship. When you worship Allah, Allah will be happy with you, proud of you, maybe smile to you. And all of your acts of worship do not benefit Allah. You are the one who benefit from worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it's a great thing to know that Allah created us to worship Him. If Allah wants us to worship Him, and He created us to worship Him, does Allah want us to worship Him 24-7? What about eating, drinking, resting, exercising, sleeping and working? How do these activities fit in the purpose of our existence if we are created to worship Allah? The answer is that the idea of worship is not limited to certain structured acts of worship. Remember, worship is a blend of loving, trusting, adoring, cherishing, venerating and fearing and being grateful to the one God, mankind's creator and mercy giver. Every God-pleasing act is an act of worship. And you can make all these non-worship activities in nature, you can make them act of worship when you do them in a way that is pleasing to Allah Azza wa Jal. And this is how you incorporate these activities in the purpose of your existence. Because we as human beings cannot designate ourselves to praying and fasting and reading Quran all the time. We need to eat, we need to rest, we need to satisfy our innate needs for us to be functional human beings and Allah knows that. But Allah wants us to understand that the purpose for our existence is to worship Him. And with this understanding in mind, we can proceed in the voyage of life, undertake actions and participate in activities that are not contrary to the purpose of our existence, rather they are complementary to the purpose of our existence. And as we do that, we will be involved in different activities. Therefore, we have to manage our time properly. One of the companions of the Prophet ﷺ was involved in strenuous acts of worship. And due to that, he neglected his wife. When another companion, Salman al-Farisi, came to visit him, he noticed the situation. And when the first companion was getting ready to be involved in his prayers, Salman told him, go back to sleep. And then he told him, إِنَّ لِرَبِّكَ عَلَيْكَ حَقَّا وَلِنَفْسِكَ عَلَيْكَ حَقَّا وَلِأَهْلِكَ عَلَيْكَ حَقَّا فَأَعْطِ كُلَّ ذِي حَقٍّ حَقَّهُ قَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَآلِهِ وَسَلَّمْ صَدَقَ سَلْمَان Your Lord! has a right over you. Your own self has a right over you. Your wife has a right over you. So give each one who has a right over you their rights. The Prophet, may Allah's peace and blessings be upon him, said, Salman said the truth. It's very natural as you are doing different activities to feel a variation in your spirituality and closeness to Allah. That is very natural. Hanvala, another companion, 
explained to the Prophet ﷺ that he did not keep the same level of spirituality and closeness to Allah that he sensed when he was spending time with the Messenger of Allah ﷺ. The Prophet said to him, وَالَّذِي نَفْسِي بِيَدِهِ إِلَّا تَجُومُونَ عَلَى مَا تَكُونُونَ عِنْدِي وَفِي الذِّكْرِ لَصَافَحَتْكُمُ الْمَلَائِكَةُ عَلَى فُرُشِكُمْ وَفِي طُرُقِكُمْ وَلَكِنْ يَا حَنْظَلَةُ سَاعَةً وَسَاعَةً I swear by the one in whose hand is my soul if you keep the same level of spirituality while you are with me and you keep the same sense of closeness to Allah then the angels will shake your hands even if you are on the roads or on your beds but oh Allah, an hour and an hour this prophetic statement is known to many of us an hour and an hour but misunderstood by many misapplied by many it does not mean one hour to please Allah and one hour to do as we please it does not mean that at all but it means to allocate time for worship and devotion and time to attend to your needs and to the needs of those who depend on you and to satiate your innate needs manage your time properly you may feel closer to Allah while you are in prostration as to when you are on the road or at your workplace and that is normal but the idea is, the time that you spend attending to your needs or to the needs of those who depend on you, that time, do not consider it as if you're not worshipping Allah. This time could be worship and obedience to Allah if you are doing it in a way that is lawful to you. And that's what the second hadith will explain to us. The companions of the Prophet, peace be upon him, were vying with one another in doing good deeds. And then the Prophet ﷺ told them, this is the context. They were vying with one another to do good deeds. They were competing with one another to do good deeds. One of them said, we pray, the other one pray. We fast, the other one fast. We give a charity, the other one give a charity. They were vying with one another. In that context, the Prophet ﷺ said to them, when you satisfy your desire in a lawful way, Allah will award you good marks. That was very surprising to them. So the companion said, we satisfy our desires and due to that we will be awarded good marks. The Prophet said, wouldn't it be the case if you satisfy your desire in a prohibited way, you will be awarded bad marks? Conversely, when you satisfy your desire in a lawful way, you will be awarded good marks. This prophetic statement is very enriching. It teaches us how to do our lives. Allah created you with innate needs in you. Allah created you with the innate need to worship Him. Worship is an innate need for human beings. If you worship Allah, Allah will be pleased with you and award you good marks. If a person worships other than Allah, Allah will be displeased with him. 
You are created with the innate needs to eat, to drink, to love, to be loved, to socialize, and to seek materialistic possessions. When you satisfy your innate need to eat in a lawful way, Allah will be pleased with you. If a person satisfies his innate need to eat in a prohibited way, Allah will be displeased with him. When you satisfy your innate need to socialize in a godly way, Allah will be pleased with you. If a person satisfies his innate need to socialize in a prohibited way, Allah will be displeased with him. If you satisfy your innate need to entertain yourself in a lawful way, Allah will be pleased with you. If a person satisfies his innate need to entertain himself or herself in a prohibited way, Allah will be displeased with him. You do actually worship Allah when you satiate your innate needs according to His law. You eat such a food, you socialize in such a way, not because you simply want it, not because it, it feels good, but because Allah has made it lawful for you. And this is how you incorporate all of these activities in the purpose of your existence. You can take it a step higher even. When you link every action you do in your intention to the purpose of your existence. And this is a very valuable skill. This is a very valuable skill. We can learn it. What the problem with us that we are leaky vessels. We learn it today, we forget it tomorrow. So we ask Allah to give us the ability to implement this skill. This is a very valuable skill. For example, you wake up in the morning to have a breakfast. Not because you are simply hungry, not because the food tastes good, not because your lovely wife has fixed you a nice breakfast, you might tell me, what lovely wife? Well, we're talking about the possibility that is taking place. But because you want to get the sustenance from Allah, so you will be energized to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the tremendous benefit in having every action you do, of course, except sin and vain practices, legitimately linked in intention to the purpose of your existence, is that you can convert all of your acts of habits, needs and entertainments, and even intimacy to acts of obedience. You eat to worship Allah, you drink to worship Allah, you go to sleep to worship Allah, and you go to work to worship Allah. You become Allah's man on this earth to do the work He wants you to do. You become Allah's woman on this earth to do the work He wants you to do. You become Allah's servant. You become a full-time Allah's lover. Brothers and sisters, worship Allah in a way that makes Allah proud of you. Worship Allah in extraordinary ways. Maybe Allah smiles to you. And if Allah smiles to, to a person, there will be no reckoning upon this person. Let us worship Allah in extraordinary ways. Allahumma a'inna ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husni ibadatika. Allahumma nawwir qulubana binur al-iman. Wahdina subul as-salam. O oh Allah, Rabbana, help us to remember you and to be grateful to you. 
and to worship you wholeheartedly. O Allah, Rabbana, enlighten our hearts with the light of believing in you and guide us to the path of safety and security. Inna Allah ya'amuru bil'adli wal-ihsani wa ita'i dhil qurba wa yanha anil fahshai wal-munkari wal-baghi Allah ordains justice, goodness, and the giving for the kindred. And He forbids all shameful deeds, debaucheries, and aggressions. He admonishes you so you may remember. This is my reminder to you today. I hope that Allah makes us from the people who hear the speech and follow that which is best. وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد